0: And yes, it feels so good to be back. Welcome to WTF Wars Food presented by the Hala guys. My name is Nick. Thank you again for listening, and we are back, episode number 14, season two, and it is a big one. I'll get to that in just one second. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at the foodie T H E F O O D E. Of course, the website TheFoodie.com, T H E F O O D E.com. Made it easy for you. Full episodes of WTF Wars of Food on the website for you to listen. Just click and listen. Super easy. You can subscribe and download wherever you get your podcast, your podcast player or platform of choice. You can listen to WTF Wars of Food there, Apple Podcasts, Google Play um soundcloud stitcher spotify i Heart radio it's all there for you and if you do listen on an apple podcast uh love if you would leave me a review on there so back with episode number 14 got a huge opportunity and a chance to interview my guests on today's show chef john george doesn't need any introduction you already know him he's a legend Uh, known all over the world has cookbooks over 30 restaurants worldwide he is joining me on this episode of WCF where's the food Uh, so I met him at the restaurant his restaurant down here in Miami the matador room uh, which is inside the Miami Beach edition hotel which is a beautiful property um during the south beach wine and food festival uh we caught up on everything we talked just so much stuff got his history how he kind of became a chef including some of the favorite miami restaurants he likes to dine at and so much more and of course i'm gonna do some food news because you can't forget the food news it's been a while so we are gonna do the food news so let's jump straight into it welcome to the show chef john george Am I, am I saying that right? Jean-Georges, yes. Jean-Georges, Jean-Georges. So <laughs> you have um, over 30 restaurants across the world. Yes. You we got do. cookbooks. You do it all, man.
1: Which way? Listen, it's a 44-year-old uh, career. I, <laughs> I started at 16. 16. And you're originally from France, right? I'm from France, uh, northeast part of France in Alsace. That's okay. I was uh, born and raised. A lot of cabbage, pork, and, you uh, know. No. Now
0: growing up. Um, did you always kind of like want to be a chef or like what did you have in mind that you wanted to be when you grew up?
1: You know, I didn't know, you know, because uh, my father took over uh, the company from his, his father. It was a coal. The coal came from the north of France on the barges and they were distributing coal and wood uh-huh. for heating through the little village where, we uh-huh. where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And if I tell you the name of the village, you're not going to believe I it. Uh, <laughs> Ilkirch Grafenstaden. It's two words. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, the, so he took over the business from, um, from his father, my grandfather. But uh, it was a small business, and he went from coal to wood to gasoline to sh- central heating and then solar heating.
0: So, so cooking was kind of like never...
1: I mean, it's happening in the house because the business was in the house. Okay. So my mother, my grandmother, cooking for... You know, at the time, it was still three generations living under the same roof. Uh-huh. So the grandparents, the aunts, the the parents, the kids.
0: So so kind of that's where you got like your inspiration, almost like
1: yeah, because it was always around the you know we wake up in the morning, it was like everything was cooking for. Can lots of, you, can lots you of remember?
0: People. Can you remember like kind of what was like your favorite dish that your mom or grandma used to make? I mean, you know, every season was
1: pretty much the same dishes. You know, in the, the three months of winter, was always uh, you know, on Monday was uh, sauerkraut with okay. uh, pork and cabbage. <laughs> on, on Tuesday was a. Uh, Roast chicken, mashed potato, and or spätzle. Okay. On Wednesday, on Friday, was always fish, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I knew the menu, but the, my bedroom was right above the kitchen. Okay. It was like a steamer basket, you know, like oh, a steamer basket. <laughs> <laughs> so when I wake up in the morning, I know exactly what was on the stove. You know, you I could smell the cabbage, I could smell, the, you know, what was roasting in the oven, and what was baking, and so I knew a little bit. But so maybe that opened up my. Um,
0: so you got the itch pallets. young, young. Yeah, pretty young, yeah. yeah. No, and then no. you decided you wanted to kind of pursue this as, as a, k- a legitimate career?
1: No, at all, because my uh, my parents wanted me, th- my father wanted me to, uh, they sent me to an engineer school Okay. when I was 16. Okay. And uh, the school threw me out. I hated every minute of it. Okay. Because I was, you know, I was not cut for that business. <laughs> I hated it. And maybe because I, g- I grew up in, uh, yeah, you mm. know, having my mother, my father arguing over the business. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, listening you didn't want none of that. I hated it, you know. It was a uh, it was dirty too—the the, cold, the, the gasoline, dirty uh, hands. It was like being a mechanic. On <laughs> that was not for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I was g- more comfortable in the kitchen. I was more comfortable uh, helping and uh, smelling food and testing. And so I you think.
0: decided to go to culinary school?
1: No, no, no. So they threw me out of school. Okay. On um, then my father felt pretty bad. And for my 16th <laughs> birthday, they took me to uh, a three-star Michelin restaurant. Okay. Called On um, I was sitting there. On. My eyes opened up like, like was the ballet of the waiters, uh, the, the food, uh, the, the service, the silverware, the, yeah. the whole thing was like so magical for me. Because we never went to a restaurant at the time in 73. You eat at home every day. You don't eat, mm-hmm. in a, you know, you don't go to a restaurant right? very often. The family was too big. So it was just the three of us. On uh, at one point, the chef came to the table. My, my father said to him, I said, are you looking for somebody to clean dishes because my son is good for nothing? <laughs> That's he- nice. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks that. <laughs> and then uh, the chef is actually said, "Yeah, we're looking for apprentice. Okay. So I did an apprenticeship, old school style, you know, where uh-huh. you. I started two months after over there, mm-hmm. and it was like you know six days a week. Uh, you get up in the morning at eight and uh, finish at twelve. That's you know, crazy for three years, and then uh, I went to another three-star Michelin. So um, that was my apprenticeship, you know.
0: There you go. So, so that you got the itch, you, you and you continue the career. How did you kind of? Why did you come to the United States? Like, how did you end up in the United States? I mean, you know, when uh, so I started my apprenticeship,
1: So I was, I was 18, and you know when, uh, when you're young like that, when you're a teenager, you, the only thing you want is run, out, uh, run away from home. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, I, then I went to the south of France for a chef, then to Lyon, to Paul Bocuse. Uh-huh. And in one point, uh, the chef from the south of France, Louis Wittier, uh, said to me, I'm, listen, I'm consulting in Bangkok. Okay. At the Oriental Hotel on why don't you go there uh, as my chef i said uh, are you kidding uh, i'm 23 years old i've never been i i'm cooking for seven years but i've never been a
0: like a real chef yeah. or a
1: chef so mm-hmm. i'm burning steps here He mm-hmm. said no no you know my food you know how to cook it you go there it doesn't matter if you fail you you know nobody's gonna know about correct. it correct mm-hmm. <laughs> and i went there and that was a revelation that was a turn of my uh, my career because uh, you know i was cooking french food for seven years already mm-hmm. three different mentor and when I arrived there, it was a whole new different palette, you know, ginger, yeah, lemongrass, 100%. chilies. I was like, my God, this is like a spices. Was whole a whole new world. A whole new world of uh, flavor for me. I knew a whole new palette. So Bangkok, then I did Singapore, Hong Kong, Tokyo, London, Geneva, everywhere. Portugal. <laughs> and then I went to arrive in Boston okay. in 86, 85. What York was your first job? Same thing. I was cooking still. Uh, I did 10 openings for that French chef.
0: Oh, 10 openings. Yeah,
1: different country. Oh, wow. When I arrived, I was 29 in New
0: York. Now, and how long when you got to the U.S., like you decided, I need to open my own restaurant? Like.
1: So I arrived in 86 at the Drake Hotel okay. uh, in New York. Uh, the restaurant was called Lafayette. Lafayette. On, uh, two years after, we got four stars in the New York Times. Wow. CNN came in the kitchen to film. That was it? You know, t- thanks to the media, on uh, I think we, I bought some different kind of food, you know, because it was at the time in 1986, doing French food, but yeah. with Asian spices, was a... It was a new thing. A whole new thing. Yeah. So, um, I stayed there for like four years. Okay. And after that, uh, you know, I decided to you know what, I've been cooking now for 15 years, and need to be, to learn how to do, I want to do my own restaurants. Yeah. And I opened Jojo in 91, then I opened Vong to... French so once anything.
0: you did the first one, you got the itch. You're like, I have to continue. Like, I mean, uh, JoJo is so, he still exists 27 mm-hmm. years, but it's so small. Congratulations, by the way. That's Thank amazing you. Amazing, yeah,
1: yeah. Keeping it rest on 27 years yeah, is in miles. New York City yeah, is yeah, that exactly. it's <laughs> amazing. That's, a, that's not an
0: easy task. That's amazing.
1: So you know, after after a year there, and because uh, I was always moving around mm-hmm. to do openings, I said, oh my god, I going to stay the rest of my life in that. Uh, JoJo is a brownstone, two floors. It feels like a double decker bus. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to stay in that bus for the rest of my life. <laughs> I need to do something else. I have too many ideas, too yeah. much. I travel too much not to um, to use uh, my knowledge on what I saw during my travel, my inspiration. Um, so we decided to open Bong. The, the second one was the hardest one. The Be- second one? Because to let go the first, to go to the second one was hard. Yeah. But then, you know, I start trusting uh, my chefs behind me. On uh, my You have a trusted team. You have to trust a team. Because on the end, um, if you want 100% of me... I have to open a counter, seven seats. <laughs> I cook, I serve you, and I, and I clean dishes. You do it
0: all. one man that, show. That would be hundred uh, <laughs> percent me. But
1: soon I think you open a twenty seat, forty seat, 60, 80 seat restaurant. You have to depend on a team. Mm-hmm. So you're only as good as your team. One hundred percent. And once you understand that, and you let go a little bit, on uh, you know, it's uh,
0: the world is uh, the world is open. It's open. So you have restaurants all over the world. Do you have a <laughs> favorite?
1: I mean, it's always the probably the latest. Is, I mean, but we like, just reopened Jojo. We did a renovation there. So that's okay. the first one is always your first baby, you know. Okay. First born. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we opened a, a vegan restaurant. I mean, vegetarian. I heard. Vegans, which is crazy. ABCV. Awesome. It's crazy. And you know, we do everything. We have two steakhouses in Vegas. So they're all kind of my favorites. But, you know, it's all... Uh,
0: do you have a favorite dish that you've created that maybe it's not on the menu anymore, but you would bring it back like every once in a while because like the classic, your favorite dish?
1: Yeah, it's probably still on the menu. Actually, actually at Jean Georges, okay. we have uh, an egg caviar, egg it's caviar, a, uh, soft scrambled eggs uh-huh. that we put back in a shell, okay. vodka cream, a spoon of caviar on top. Okay. On the contrast, I think it defines a little bit. Uh, my cooking is really the contrast of hot, okay, cold cream on salty caviar. Mm-hmm. It's like. That's you your know, favorite dish
0: all time. It's just, you know, never get tired. Now, how do you kind of like maintain, like you've built this empire for yourself. How do you like kind of maintain it? Like besides I mean, having a great team?
1: I think mean, it's a great team. It's finding the, I think I'm very good at finding the right chefs as well. Okay. You know, I mean, and then they, they you know, they never stay with you forever. Some do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the president of my company, uh, she's with me for 34 years. Okay. Uh, my chef at the Mark Hotel, uh, thirty-five years. Uh, the chef at the Mercer Kitchen. So uh, your team has
0: been you with
1: with you. Yeah. for You know, they, not everybody wants to open his own restaurant. So mm-hmm. sometimes you you know, mm-hmm. you have to um, you give them a little ownership, a little mm-hmm. bit of you know, and they stay with you. You know, opening a restaurant is not a, on your own. is always a uh, it's not <laughs> an easy task. You know, yeah. and uh, it's the, the you know. I mean, look at uh, Jeremy Ford here in Miami. He's, yeah, uh, he's a rock star.
0: Killing it now. When
1: he was with us for, you know.
0: And you know, years. you were hanging out with him. We're here during the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. You were hanging out with him last night. I saw it on your Instagram, <laughs> and it's awesome that you still keep like a great contact with him. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. So it's a small uh, business, uh, you know, worldwide. I, I always keep in touch with all my all my chefs and I support them and uh, you know, be I'm behind them and
0: he sent me text yesterday. Say. You want to hear some loud music? <laughs> I say, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> and you could tell, like he—he's still like down to earth. Like you know, he won Top Chef. He had that fame. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And he's still the same person that you had trusted in running your restaurant.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's all about you know maintaining your integrity on who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, people who are successful, they, they keep the who they are. You know. Now you no, open, no reason
0: to change. No, of course not. Now you open restaurants all over the world, like you said. Do you try to incorporate local ingredients and in kind of the menus that you bring, or local like local things? You know what I mean.
1: Absolutely. I mean here, for example, at Matador the edition, we, mm-hmm. we wanted to do really, it when uh, Inshreier approached me to do the the restaurants mm-hmm. here. I mean, the first thing you come to mind, you know, Latino food in Miami. Okay. So that's why we create Matador, <laughs> on kind of is a, uh, you know, we use uh, some dishes that we have in, in New York, like for maybe see but mm-hmm. we really embrace the local uh, citrus, mm-hmm. and, uh, Florida snappers, mm-hmm. pompano, uh, stone crabs. I mean, it was really you guys are the best. <laughs> I even use uh, frog legs from the Everglades really in my uh, menu in New York. So that's awesome. I'm
0: flying things <laughs> from here. Uh, <laughs> To New York as well. That's awesome. Now you love Miami. You you spent some time here.
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, Any
0: plans for more restaurants down here? I mean, you know, we already have three here. Yeah, three, three here between, in the uh, property. Matador, mm-hmm.
1: Market on uh, Tropical. Mm-hmm. On maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm open, I'm open to do other <laughs> things. You know, <laughs> just maybe. You know, it's just the right the right concept, the right
0: uh, venues. You, what's yeah. one thing you love about Miami?
1: First, the weather, of course. The weather.
0: Besides know, the weather,
1: I think people are more chilled and uh, relaxed
0: and. Uh, it's nice. Okay. Like a slower. It's not New York. It's not like crazy. It's just a
1: you know step on the in terms of. Uh it's of, of stress. Yeah, it's business-like, yeah. but it's slow-paced. It's cooking with uh, happiness, you know? With, uh, cooking with a happiness. I like <laughs> yeah, I no like stress.
0: It. Now you, you, you get some time. Oh, I love the water. I'm a water guy. So oh, you're uh, a water guy. Oh, my God, I love the beach. Oh, no. is, do, you, do you go out for a swim, like, every day? You try to? I mean, I haven't had have a chance yet. I just arrived <laughs> yesterday, but uh, I will go this afternoon, for sure.
1: <laughs> so water is my... Uh, is your no, everything? My prices, so water is my... Oh, okay. Uh, I need
0: that. Do you get some time to, like, eat at other restaurants in Miami? Like, what <laughs> are some of your favorites? I mean,
1: I, I love them all, you know? I love... Uh, they're all, uh, do new, new ones as well, you know. And
0: uh-huh.
1: A friend of mine from Paris just opened the, the Swan. Swan, okay. You know, um, I've heard great Fain things. The other day. Yeah. We went to different places, you know, Casa Tua. We go to uh,
0: Sto- Joe Stone Crab. You do it classic. all. The, the classic Joe the stone, classic. stone Crab. What's your we go-to we order we at Joe to stone, go stone Crab?
1: For, uh, Cuban sandwiches, you know.
0: Oh, what's your favorite Cuban sandwich?
1: I mean, uh, I forget the name of the... I mean, the, we have one chef actually from Cuba you know, at market here who makes okay. the best sandwich. Oh, amazing. So you have so to try live. It.
0: You, do, you, do you fly to Miami and automatically think I need a croqueta or a pastelito? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and a little, a little Cuban coffee? <laughs> or you don't do the Cuban coffee? Too too much sugar?
1: A little, a little sweet for me. A little no, sweet. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, when I need some energy, uh, I drink it too.
0: Now, you, like Jeremy Ford, colleague of yours, used to be your chef, would you ever do anything else with him? Like open another project maybe with him or have him, you know?
1: It's possible. You know, I, I heard he's working on uh, other things, but mm-hmm. who knows? One day he calls me and says, listen, a... Uh, I mean to be involved in something.
0: i would be there. Now, you—if someone's listening right now and they want to become like you, they want to become a chef and then eventually open up a bunch of restaurants, become an empire. What's kind of one piece of? I say don't do? do it. Don't, <laughs> don't do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, it's uh, it's uh
1: it's hard work. You know, it's hard work. But it's hard uh, work. I think it's a little easier today. You know. Uh, okay. Why? Uh, I feel like uh, there is more accessibility of. Uh, okay. I mean, how do you get to find the crew that you need? Mm-hmm. You know, it's less. I guess the business has become a little less glamorous. Okay. But I feel you can get anything anytime all the time, you know. So for me it was um, always had to go to Thailand or in Southeast Asia to learn about ingredients. Uh-huh. Because uh, there's no way to find a piece of lemongrass, ginger <laughs> chilies in France <laughs> at the time. True. Or even in New York, you know, I to go uh, the only place when I, in 86 when I arrived in New York I was comfortable in was Chinatown. Okay. Because after 5 years in Asia
0: yeah, that's what you're used to. Uh,
1: that's why I wanted to go to shop and uh, get my ingredients. So I think today there's no reason for bad food anymore because it's, the ingredients are, are better. Up there, you just more, gotta, more organic. Yeah. The, you can get anything you want. Mm-hmm. Try to stay local. Mm-hmm. But to go back to the, this business, it's, it's, uh, if you like to pamper people, if you like hospitality, you like to please...
0: Come, come on, join. How do you manage your life, like, like your time, like, you know, between going home and traveling to check up on your restaurants and all that stuff? Like, what's, what's a day in the life of, of, of John George look like? It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it starts at 8
1: o'clock in the morning, a little gym from 8 to 9, then uh, we have an office in Soho in New York. OK. Uh, where, you know, that's where all, mm. uh, everything happens. Like headquarters. But, exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you want, we, we did something very different and unique. Uh, the restaurant we have in uh, New York that we own them and run them. There's a dozen of them mm-hmm. on everywhere else around the world. So the know-how is in New York. That's where we develop the brain the concept, brain, yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the, the you know the, the the flavors profile and everything mm-hmm. else. And then, uh, and then we in partnership around the world with uh, different people. Like here we in partner with uh, Edition. Okay. In Chicago, Approaches. We have a restaurant in Shanghai's. I couldn't run a restaurant in Shanghai. It's too far away. True. So to go. Uh, back we have a local forth, partner. Yeah. So we really. Uh, have local partners in London everywhere, and we also our focus is create the restaurant, mm-hmm. design, food, service, and make sure that uh, we bring uh, something different to, the, to that city, that town around the world. So usually I'm uh, I'm traveling about a week and months. Okay, three weeks in New York wow. that's home base. So it's a uh, but you know what it keeps me. It keeps keeps uh, you young young on as well uh, inspired because each inspired. time I go to asia i bring 20 new recipes, <laughs> but i come back with 40 new ideas yeah. <laughs>
0: so it keeps you going yeah do you when you uh, get time at home do you like to cook at home on the weekends you oh know I,
1: on weekends i uh, have a country house i uh, usually cook for friends and family which is the uh, the best you know what's you
0: your favorite thing to cook at home <laughs> at home you know
1: just i never put anything on a plate at home Okay. In the restaurant, you put everything's plated, mm-hmm. all nicely plated too. Nicely plated. <laughs> you try to do presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. presentation. The visual is important. At home, I put a pot in the middle of the table. Everybody serve themselves. That's awesome. On it could be a simple roast chicken with potatoes.
0: Could be uh, anything. You know. That's awesome. Do you, do you like fast food? I do. What's I do. like your favorite fast food? I mean,
1: I'm a, I'm a Shake Shack. Uh, shake Shack. I love Shake. What's I do, I do on the way out. Uh, either if it's early in the morning, I have my. My eggs sandwich, and if it's um, middle of the day or at night, I get my my little burger.
0: Little burger, no fries? Of course, crinkle, fri- <laughs> crinkle fries. I I mean, I've been saying... Hot shake- sauce, ketchup mixed, <laughs> a little mustard. Shake Shack needs to bring the breakfast to everywhere, because I know they only have it like in New York and the airports. Oh, I know that. I yeah, know. so like we can't go to breakfast here at I Shake talk, Shack as much as I would love I to. I talked to Danny Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, so you've written four cookbooks. Any more on the way on that? Yeah, actually, I
1: have uh, a cookbook coming out in the fall on... Uh,
0: What's been the favorite one you've written so far?
1: Probably the Asian flavor was Asian nice. Asian flavor. I mean, the first one is always your baby. Uh, mm-hmm. First one I wrote was uh, it came out in '89. Okay. Then I did one where you opened JG in uh, '97. Then we did uh, the Asian flavor in 08 and then we did another one, How to Cook a No, not how to cook thing I did uh, with Mark Beatman. We did um, a book called uh, Simple to Spectacular. Okay. So for example, you started uh, with a simple uh, scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. On the five recipe later, it's uh, the egg caviar. Wow. Or so you start with a simple roast chicken breast, but the last chicken is uh, very elaborate.
0: That sounds amazing. No, so
1: it's, it's fun. <laughs> On the new book, uh, coming out in the fall, will be about uh, it's like a letter to a young chef. how to. Uh, oh, that's nice. Know, if you want to... The inspiring of, uh, chef
0: that wants to be like you. Yeah, and have a little bit empire. of my
1: background, my, my how, how I did it, uh, all the way from the beginning to now, and mm-hmm. how to help maybe a young chef to, uh, to get there.
0: Now, Chef, where do you kind of see yourself in the next, like, five, ten years?
1: I'm just warming up here.
0: Warming up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. Uh, you know, we have uh, probably half a dozen projects coming up the next two years. It's and, amazing. Uh, we're recreating, actually, the the fish market of New York. Really? The Photon Fish Market. The Tin Building was the first place I went when I arrived in 86 in New mm-hmm. York. Closed on about 15 years ago. Okay. So we dismantle it. We're gonna rebuild it. It's gonna be forty-four thousand square feet of uh, market food. uh, That's amazing. Uh, So it's incredible,
0: actually. It's have so many things to do, you know. Well, chef, continued success to you. Thank you so much for taking time. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and uh, we'll hope to see you around the beach. See you around. Now, you know, I love the Hala Guys, so I need to let you guys know that the Hala Guys is officially open in Brickell. If you have not heard, it's located at the new 1010 Brickell building on 10th Street. You can enjoy that world-famous chicken or beef euro platter or sandwich. Uh, Can't forget about their famous white and red sauces either. I put all the sauce on it. It's all about the sauce, to be honest with you. And the more white sauce, the better for me. But if you like the spicy sauce, the red sauce is your best friend. You've seen your friends post about it on Instagram. Now you can enjoy this deliciousness for yourself. To the Halah Guys in Brickell, or you go to the OG location down here in South Miami, 5966 South Dixie Highway. Uh, the Brickell location open late, so you know what that means: go for lunch, dinner, or late night. And you know what? When you are there, tell them that the foodie sent you. I love the Halah Guys. I promise you, you're gonna love them too. Make sure you check them out. The Halah Guys. <laughs> Nabisco is bringing back the Game of Thrones Oreo cookies. Now, the themed cookies should be out before the premiere of the final season of Game of Thrones on April 14th. And apparently, uh, it's all about the packaging on these cookies because the flavor is just the original Oreo cookies we do love, so I ain't complaining. These aren't store-exclusive either, so you should see these pop up in stores everywhere soon. Carl's Jr. and Hardee's has brought back the famous Fruit Loop mini donuts for a limited time. Now, this is a special collaboration with Kellogg's, of course. And once they're sold out, they are sold out. You get one order for $1.99 and you get five donuts uh, in red, blue, green, purple, yellow. And you can find them on menus right now at Hardee's and at Carl's Jr.'s location starting Wednesday, February 27th. Natty Light or Natural Light has been the beer of choice for beer pong, crazy college parties, whatever it is. Now they have released a new product called Saturdays, which is basically a light lager brewed with strawberry lemonade flavor. Now it's a new limited edition product. It's available now, and they say it's the perfect beer. For the upcoming spring break lucky charms has just released a new version of its cereal called fruity lucky charms now the new cereal consists of sweetened corn cereal and marshmallows and the cereal is a pinkish reddish color which will probably turn your milk into a cool color olive garden has added a new appetizer to its menu the spicy alfredo chicken now you're thinking just uh, chicken alfredo just spicy no these are new fried tenders coated in a spicy alfredo sauce and it comes with alfredo sauce for dipping. Now, the new appetizer is on the menu right now for a limited time. Hostess is celebrating its 100th birthday, and to celebrate, they're releasing a new limited edition treat flavor. Now, the Birthday Cupcakes is a new treat, and it consists of golden cake with strawberry sprinkles baked inside with vanilla icing in the middle and topped with rainbow sprinkles. The new treat is available at your favorite grocery store right now taco bell you know they brought back the crowd favorite nacho fries but now they are stepping it up by releasing the steak rattlesnake fries uh they come loaded with cheese sauce marinated steak jalapenos and a creamy jalapeno sauce on top of that you can wrap them all into a tortilla which sounds amazing lucky for you they're available later this week on february 28th now papa john's took to twitter to find out to pull the american people on what they think the next specialty pizza should be. And the people have spoken, the pizza will be a chicken and waffles top pizza pie that will come out later this year. The new pie will be a savoring sweet. Uh, We'll have crispy chicken, waffle crumbles, bacon, cheese, and a spicy honey on top. And that's all the food news for this week. If you want more, it's all on the website, thefoodie.com, T H E F O O D. Dashy. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of WTF Wars Food. We are live, by the way, broadcasting live inside the Matador Room. I just talked to Chef John George. Thank you so much to him for stopping by the show and taking some time out of his busy schedule to talk. Um, make sure you check out his restaurants all over the world New York, Miami, Chicago, London. The list goes on and on. Big thank you to Chef John George for coming. On the show. Of course, you can listen to this episode and all the episodes of WTF Wars Food wherever you get your podcast, your podcast player of choice. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Of course, if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review on there. You can also listen to full episodes of WTF of Food on the website as well. Thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. I hope you follow me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at The Foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, that's going to wrap up episode number 14. Thank you guys again for listening to WTF Words Food. Presented by the Hala Guys, my name is Nick. And always remember to hashtag never stop eating.